Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, don't know if you've noticed that time has been speeding up lately. Um, the Schumann Resonance has been pretty up there in the 40s, and the Divine Masculine and Divine Feminine parts of Twin Flames has now been imbued in us, all of us. Those of us that have an incarnate twin flame on the planet, he or she will be imbuing both masculine and divine feminine, divine masculine, divine feminine, as will you. So you should be feeling a lot more whole as a person uh, soon. You know, when the two become one is when we move up on the rung of the ladder of ascension. So that's how that works. Um, it's been very interesting. Uh, this morning I saw a, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what it was in my house. It appeared in a flash and then it left. And it was about, I would have to say three feet high, two and a half feet high. And it was a fleshy color, kind of like the color of, um, well, in the Crayola box of crayons, the peach color, which is not even anywhere near the color of an actual peach, the fruit, but kind of the peach color. It was kind of a peachy, like sort of, um, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like a, maybe the color doesn't even exist, <laughs> but this little being had a little round head without hair. And it appeared, and it and it started to turn towards looking at me, and completely disappeared because I was looking at it. That was really kind of crazy, crazy occurrence. Um, usually when I see things in my in my uh, personal space or my apartment, it's like I, I see like little packets of light, like little black dots or white dots or blue dots or um, a white streak will go by and that's usually an angel and sometimes I'll see little teeny tiny red dots but I haven't seen the red or the black dots in a long time and I feel like little uh, particles pop in and out of existence and if you tune and train your eyes to see it you're going to see it and that actually leads me to, into uh, today's topic when you tune and train your eyes to see them they will appear. I'm not talking about Shoeless Joe Jackson <laughs> in the field of dreams, but I am talking about the things that you will see in the fields. Um, I'm talking today about elementals and the fairy realm, the nature spirits. Uh, what are they and how can you see them? And how can you 
tune into them, ask them questions and work with them in your daily life. And well, why would you want to? So that's pretty much what we're going to cover today. I hope you enjoy the topic. I tried to bring uh, fresh and new information and fun information to you. Some of the stuff might be things you've heard in, in other uh, books if you've really researched the topic. And some of the stuff I have uh, just discovered all on my own, you know, just by working directly with the uh, nature kingdom. So uh, basically, uh, what are nature spirits? What are elementals uh, or fairies? Um Fairies or the fairy folk or the wee folk are um, what you would hear as far as terminology in um, the United Kingdom area of the world uh, of this planet, such as Ireland, Scotland, um, and the like. But... Uh, nature spirits or the spirits of the elemental world are the equivalent of our having angels or spiritual guides to help us. It's the unseen hand, the invisible world that surrounds us, that gives us help in our everyday life. Um, the other day, uh, after my son was in his motorcycle accident, you can hear about that on the um, Chaos and Clouds episode I did. What was the name of it? Chaos and Clouds. Um, right after I recorded that, I was talking to my son, and I was remembering that my friend, Paul, from high school, he um, was in a motorcycle accident, and... When he came out of it, he literally did not have one scratch on his whole body. And it was a nasty accident. I think his motorcycle was totaled. And he uh, he said that when the bike started to crash, he felt like what he can only describe as an unseen, invisible hand that was gigantic coming and grabbing him under the butt and quickly moving him out of the way. And it's something that has always stuck with me. I think it happened this accident in 1985. So that has stuck with me since 1985, this story, this unseen invisible hand, this force. And I believe it was his guardian angel. Well, just as guardian angels protect us in this way, the elemental um, in the elemental kingdom, the nature spirits um, protect what they are charged to do. And there's a whole hierarchy, and, and no one knows for sure 100% the hierarchy, although there is speculation that, you know, it will come from like maybe God to the devas of the individual kingdoms or areas or regions of the planet. And then the devas dole out, you know, information to the um, spirits that get more and more specialized. So, you know, you might have a spirit of a field and then you'll also have the little nature spirits that take care of each individual blade of grass. If that makes any sense. So um, basically, um, like a flower fairy will be taking care of the flower 
and a rock gnome would be taking care of the rock it's sent to protect and watch over. And um, in the air, um, I talked about this the other day under the clouds and chaos. So it's funny how that <laughs> that episode is actually going to have some pretty heavy and strong ties to the topic today. But we have um, the sylphs in the air. They are in charge of the wind. And then you have the uh, weather spirits that are in touch with the rain and such. And then we have the dragons that create the bigger weather, such as big snowstorms or hurricanes. And they're just in charge of the things that you see, like you see the clouds. Well, there's a fairy that is guarding the cloud and shaping the cloud to amuse and please and even communicate with you. So we're going to go over each each of the individual things. Okay, so to start with, if we're going to say earth, air, fire, and water. Uh, earth, the earth spirits are in charge of literally like the ground, the plants, the trees, the rocks, the mountains. And there's a whole host of spirits Um, The more common ones that we um, are aware of, of course, are fairies and elves and gnomes. And they are in charge of their individual things. And the first time I saw one of these um, little guys, I was out meditating and I was asking to connect to the nature kingdom, natural kingdom. I was talking to the deva and she said I was allowed into their world a little bit. So the deva was in charge of the area I lived in, in Paradise, Pines, California, which is just north of Paradise, the town that burned. And I was meditating on my deck, and I opened my eyes, and I saw the most adorable creature, um, little being. It was about a foot tall, and it had um, it, its body seemed to be made up of wispy smoke mixed with gold and white light and it had little pointy shoes that curled up in a circle and it had um like a typical elf like what you would imagine and it was adorable like almost like the outfit (laughs) that um will ferrell wore in the movie elf (laughs) he kind of looked like that he had like a little pointy hat and little pointy shoes and looked like he had bells on the end of his, uh, the points on the shoes, which curled up and he was dancing in complete joy around a tree and he had his arms outstretched like he's giving energy and love to the tree. And he was dancing kind of sing songily, like, I don't know, like, um, not like a Smurf, but just kind of like, La, 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 sort of energy. I don't know how to explain it. Um, It was adorable, though. And he was just, he was faced away from me and just dancing around the tree. And he allowed me to see him for just a quick split second. And then he disappeared. And about that time, I was, um, at nighttime, I was also seeing these fairy balls. And they were beautiful, like they're white light. They look like, um, if you've ever seen the old TV show Bewitched, the mother goes into the bedroom and wakes Samantha up 
And Dora wakes up Samantha and she shows up as a white ball of light floating through the air. And she like, you know, smacks her on the shoulder a little bit. And, and then, um, there's like the sound woo. And then as she's leaving and then she pops back into her, her physical self. Well, if you ever see that episode, it's a very long explanation for this, but that's exactly what I've seen. They look just like that, like a completely round ball glowing from within with swirly wispy colors of the rainbow all around the edges of it that you could see it, but not see it at the same time. And overall it's more like a golden yellow, like a warm light, a warm white light. And I've seen them just bouncing along my deck outside at night. My husband uh, saw them too. One time we saw two of them chasing each other in a pattern that looked like spiral DNA. And it went from um, our uh, the left part of our deck all the way across our front room uh, sliding glass windows all the way over to the right. And we never, ever closed our, our uh, curtains at night because our view was of a 60-acre forest that didn't belong to us, but we were on the edge of this forest that belonged to uh, the town. And we just... Uh, I, I mean, again and again and again, we would see these things. They were really beautiful. We talked to some people in the area, and, they, and some people said they were fairies. Other people said they were the spirits of the Native American ancestors who would come to check up on all the inhabitants of the forest. And so it was very interesting. So I don't know. I think they were fairies. I think they were earth elementals. And they bounce around, um, they're fairy lights. They just bounce around and they fly through the air at night. And only if they trust you can you see them. So if you raise your vibration high and you have a calm, beautiful, loving energy and you're feeling uh, filled with acceptance, love and joy, then they will come to you and you'll get to see them. So um, Sasquatch maybe an extraterrestrial or an elemental or spirit. It has been um, speculated in both directions that Sasquatch is actually of the higher order of the earth spirits and the nature beings. Um, He would, of course, be there to protect trees and regions. He, she, who knows? I'm sure there's female Sasquatch, right? But everyone assumes Bigfoot is a he. <laughs> Otherwise, she would be called Littlefoot, right? I'm just kidding. It does seem very sexist to me. <laughs> so anyway, um, so the nature spirits take care of the natural things. And they're really important for our food production. If you grow your own food, It's really better to naturalize your um, seeds rather than plant them in nice, neat rows because the nature, the natural world doesn't like that because in nature, it doesn't happen that way. Things don't happen in boxes in the natural spirit world. Things happen naturally occurring. It seems willy nilly, but in reality, it's, it's occurs naturally in a phi ratio and you can look that up. PHI, phi ratio. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go into it in a minute, but um, how I worked with the, with the elements of the Earth Kingdom. 
So there's earth, air, fire, and water. And air, I went over a lot in the clouds and chaos episode of the show. Basically, the sylphs and the dragons, they're in charge of the clouds and the weather and the wind. Sometimes, if you can tune into it, you will see um, faces in the clouds. And when you see the faces in the clouds, sometimes they'll take on the shape of this, of the sylphs, of the fairies of the air. Um, if you really tune your eyes to it, you could look really, really closely. But sometimes if you meditate and you kind of phase your eyes a little bit, make your eyes a little lazy and you, you look, I've seen clouds that look like uh, pieces of art, works of art, three-dimensional art that is um, like done at the hand of a master. And you have to really look. You have to look at all the different colors of the clouds, all the blues, all the silvers, all the grays, all the whites, all the reflections. Because the nature spirits will take on... uh, You have to look at it in a point of depth. You know, these aren't two-dimensional beings. They take on the shape of three-dimensional objects and five-dimensional actually is there's more depth to it than than even that so and you and they also work with love and energy and emotional so when they appear it's like a quick pop in and a quick pop out and there's many faces that will occur and you know overlaying each other so you'll you'll see three or four faces all at once and they'll turn into one face or two faces and then it'll just be like a normal cloud and then it'll go back again so it's very very interesting so uh so earth air and the next one is fire now i have taken many pictures of fire and i have told the fire okay salamander spirits they're they're called salamanders not to be confused with the actual salamander um amphibian reptilian style creatures that come out of wood But that's why they're called that is because they're called the salamanders are called that after the nature spirits salamanders. Um, So they are related, but not related, if that makes sense. Um, We'll say they're tied together. Now, fire spirits obviously um, can be very destructive if they're out of control, but they're always under the control of a deva which is almost like a commanding officer for the nature spirit armies. Even though there's not really a commanding officer, it's not like an army. It's not like a military thing, but that's a way you can relate to it. You know, there's a hierarchy. And so a forest fire will not burn out of control without Mother Earth Gaia being the ultimate commander. Um, Saying to the devas of different areas, and then everything is coordinated and although there can be accidents, and but the fire spirits go with it. They go along with it. And um, forest fires are not good for people, but they're good for the plants. They're good for the forest. It's a way of renewing and rehealing. Brings more nitrogen back into the soil so that more can grow later. Uh, it's also clearing out of energy. And you can use anything and everything to clear out energy, by the way. I mean, in the nature elemental kingdoms, um, the spiritual equivalent 
of something that would cleanse you would be uh, crystals and flower essences and aromatherapy in um, the air literally you have incense and smoke from fires and they all work together everything is interconnected and interrelated but um, as far as clearing your energy out um, you've got smoke you have incense you have the breeze in the air itself my friend who uh, went to Chicago because he has never seen Chicago and he was chasing a girl and he was afraid to go to her apartment and he sat on this this uh, bench on the side of the lake just there downtown he said that there's something in the wind that shifted him and changed him and the wind went through him and he no longer felt the need to chase this girl even though he drove in his car from California to Chicago it's like 3,000 miles almost and he got there like literally across the street from her apartment he couldn't even knock on the door and while he was sitting there this woman came up and sat down next to him and they ended up being in love for like five or six years so it was very interesting they say that um, the wind can shift your mind can clear out your head they call it the winds of change for a reason and can help change your mind and bring you new energy and my really really good and dear friend Amber told me that one day while she was looking for a place of business in um, Santa Barbara a woman came up to her and said um what'd she say maybe I think she handed her flowers and she said the spirits will always show up to you in the form of flowers and it's like and especially roses something like that and then about that same time she got the message that spirits travel on the wind so it was like it was like two or three elemental spirits were you know kingdoms were contacting her at once and I gotta ask her about it it's been years and years she told me this story like 30 years ago so forgive me for not remembering this one but it, it always struck me spirits travel on the wind and we have the Santa Ana winds and we have the El Nino winds it, when you know I'm, I'm from California I'm not there now but you know we have the El Nino you know and he's considered the bad little boy <laughs> and he wreaks havoc and in an El Nino in a La Nina year you're fine in an El Nino year when it's the little boy you're in for you know literally a shite storm <laughs> um, I've seen people stand you know video clips of people standing on top of their cars in Modesto California literally up to their necks in water like so imagine like from the ground to the top of a car to someone's neck and it happened in a matter of like an hour flash floods because Modesto is um, it's inland but it, there's waterways coming directly from the ocean and there was so much rain that the whole city flooded and uh, so you know water's a way of cleansing as well so that's our next element is water which is a good segue into that, isn't it? So now water has memory. There is a magnetic quality to water. <laughs> so if you are 
drinking water. It might have been water that Jesus drank at some point. You know, when you're breathing in the moisture in the air, it could have been um, in a dinosaur's lungs, you know, millions of years ago. Because we kind of are in a closed system here, folks, and our water is very sacred to us, and there's not a lot of clean water left in the world, but all of it has been through the bodies of all of us. I mean, you could be drinking a glass of water that you drank, you know, five lifetimes ago. (laughs) So water does have memory. I can't say that all the memories are going to be good ones, just like not all of your normal memories are good ones. Um, I don't know. You can, uh, I'll get into how to work with that in a minute, but, um, you know, but you can cleanse yourself with water. Um, holy baptism is a a sacrament in, um, in the Christian faith. You know, it's symbolic, but it dates back using water to heal yourself and cleanse your energy, your aura dates back to a lot, lot, lot longer than that. Thousands and thousands of years. Water is a very magical and amazing element, and 80% of our bodies is water, and water has memory. And if you look into Masaru Emoto's water studies that were mentioned in the movie What the Bleep Do We Know, you will understand that our energy and our emotions, you can project it into water before you drink it, if you're having a negative bad day and then you and you're holding a glass or a bottle of water and then you drink that, guess what you just drank? It's like double whammy taking in that energy, like, you know. So you have to be very careful with water. You gotta be very careful and you have to honor it. And realize that it's it's there's water spirits. There's water spirits. When my uh, oldest kid was um little he had a water bottle that he just fell in love with and he held that thing all the time and uh, we were worried because he was drinking the water a little bit but he said he couldn't finish it because the water spirit was still in the bottle and that was his friend and we were getting concerned that he was going to drink the water when he got thirsty and that um, his little friend was a little moldy because you know water can go bad because it has other stuff that is attracted into it and so in the middle of the night we traded the water bottle out and he noticed and he cried and cried and cried and he's like, mommy, what happened to my friend? What happened to my friend? We're like, well, he's in the trash because we thought he would have mold and we're sorry we didn't dump him out or anything, but you know, and he goes, don't touch my friend. <laughs> and he carried that bottle around for another couple of weeks. He told me he, he promised he wouldn't drink the water because he was worried about drinking his friend. So Yeah. Yeah, kids are like way more perceptive than us. So I just kind of let that one be. So anyway, the next element, so earth, air, fire and water. No, I guess that was it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the fire spirits. Um, In order to see the fire spirits, you can uh, take a picture of them. But if you tell them in advance... I am going to take a picture of you. I want you to reveal your face. I want to see you if, if you will allow it. And you 
project love into the fire and then you take pictures, you're going to see quite a bit. And I used to have a, uh, well, I still have it in Detroit. When I'm there, I have a fireplace that I mounted on the wall and it's like a, um, a gel fuel fire. So you know, it burns clean, keeps the atmosphere beautiful and cleansed and brings slightly element of warmth. They're not terribly warm. I mean, not in the Detroit winter. Nothing can stand up to Detroit winter. But um, when it gets bad, those nature spirits know what the hell they're doing. I mean, boy, everything's covered in snow and frost and pipes freeze in people's basements. And that's also another form of cleansing, I believe. I think it's a form of forcing you to be in your stillness. That's an element of water as well. But um, well, with any of these spirits, honestly, not just fire, but with different all the different elements, all the nature of fairies. If you just say to them, I'm going to take a picture and I would like for you to reveal yourself to me so that I could see you and understand you better. If you meditate first and send out love um, and just take the pictures and see what happens. If you see nothing there, you might see something there in time. You have to... Um, you know, kind of phase your eyes, unfocus them, and you'll see it. You'll see it eventually. I mean, when I first started seeing faces everywhere, like all over the place, every time I'm out in nature, even when I look at the marble in my bathroom, um, there's, I mean, faces on top of faces on top of faces. And at first I thought it was because I had done too many drugs in my life, which is hilarious because I've never hardly done hardly any but I you know maybe five or six times out of 50 years that's not very much have I done um I've taken psychedelics just to uh be in touch more with these kingdoms and understand the world around me more I always do everything with the spiritual um intent and when I first started seeing the faces I thought oh gosh boy it's just because of all the psychedelics right but I found out that really what happens is they reveal themselves to you in time. So if you have a piece of wooden furniture, that spirit might still be with that furniture. And if you still see the grain of the wood, sometimes you'll see a face in it. And then other days the face will be gone. And you might feel like, oh, maybe I'm going a little crazy there. <laughs> and you're not. It's just that the element of the wood will show you and then sometimes hide themselves. And they use the light around them the atmosphere, the light, you know, temperature fluctuations. Like if it's really hot and you see like a mirage coming up on the road, sometimes you could see faces in that. So how do you work with these? How do you work with the nature spirits? Um, if you work with the fairies and you're planting plants in your garden and you're working with the nature spirits of the earth element, you can um, ask them to just naturalize your seeds you throw them up in the air and wherever they land is where you should plant them is one way it seems really nilly but it might end up being in a five ratio as i mentioned earlier or you can just connect using a pendulum or l rods or the muscle testing if you look under the muscle testing episode and listen to that it'll give you um the way how to i mean the yeah the way to do that or how to do that but if you uh, connect with the deva of 
and ask if it's okay and, and talk to all of the fairies of all the different plants. You know, just call them, calling them nature spirits, I think, is better than fairies because um, they don't always like to be called fairies. It depends on your tone of voice when you say that word. So always treat them with um, utmost respect. I had a garden, and I asked them how I should do the garden, and they showed me, and I did it. I did the garden, and one was a small square, and it had like nine arms, spiral arms from the center out to the edges of the square. And then the other garden was a circle, and it was 21 arms from the center out, all going in a clockwise um, spiral. And when I was at my un, up in my house looking down at my garden, which incidentally nothing grew, so I believe <laughs> that they just needed that pattern to be drawn by man, like human, into the dirt. So whatever happened, it, it did increase the vibration and energy of the land itself. And actually our in this fire, the fire came four blocks from our house, but our house is fine, my old house. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it's pretty interesting. I um, was looking at it, and it, it turned out to be a, a perfect fire ratio. When I did the measurements of the small garden to the large garden, it was a perfect mathematical equation. It was a perfect fire ratio. And I'm not a genius when it comes to math. I'm average, maybe slightly better than average, but I mean compared to all the scientists in the world, I'm kind of clueless. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I took pre-calculus and quit, okay? So I got as far as that. I got past algebra and geometry, and then it was pretty much all downhill from there. So how would I come up with the idea to do a fire ratio? I didn't. The nature spirits told me, and then when I measured it later, it was in perfect harmony with nature itself. So if you already have uh, plants growing in your yard, you could talk to them. Just talk to them gently and and lovingly. Tell them that you will water them. Ask them. Use muscle testing. Is it time to water you? Do you want me to water you? Maybe they want, you know, the sylphs and the dragons to take care of it because see nature will take care of itself when you're not there. You don't really need to. But if you take it upon yourself as a responsibility, they will allow your plants to die because, see, you've taken the responsibility on. So, you know, they like to let things grow wild and free. We like to mow our lawns. You know, there's a whole thing there. If you tell the uh, fairies before you mow the lawn that you're going to mow the lawn and ask them to move or leave, you won't disturb them as much. If you run over something or hurt something in their world, they will retaliate. Uh, you might not even realize that they're retaliating. You know, like you wake up and your hair is in knots and you're like, wow, I must have slept bad. Well, well guess why? They came and retaliated. Because you hurt their world. They hurt your hair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. it sounds funny, but I mean, it's true. I've seen, um, because I worked at the Nature Kingdom a lot, when my kids were fighting once and one of my children pushed my other children, he got slapped hard and pushed into a wall by an unseen hand. And we all saw it. We're like, whoa, <laughs> don't piss off the fairies. 
You can't piss off the fairies. They'll get you. I've had things fly out of the cupboard at me when the fairies were mad at me. Um, I went to see the cinnamon, and the cinnamon flew out of the cupboard and hit me in the head. You know, it's like kind of weird when you have, you know, 10 different spices all lined up there, and then the one that you need flies out and hits you in the head. I don't know if they're trying to help me or if they're trying to hurt me, but it hit me in the head. <laughs> So when you live out in out in nature uh, and you get to know them and they know you, you have a lot more interaction, as it were. It's very interesting, yeah. So um, how to work with the water spirits, I already told you. You put in your love and your energy and your intent. You talk to them. Here in Ecuador, every April, they sing to all of the bodies of the water, all of the, you know, at the ocean, all of the rivers, all of the lakes, ponds, creeks, the native uh, tribes get together and they have huge ceremonies and the people, all the people of Ecuador go and participate and they sing to the rivers to keep them pure and clean and filled with love and high vibration. Probably why I love this city actually in Cuenca. It's like so beautiful here. The energy is amazing. We have four rivers running through and rivers will take energy with it. Just clears out the energy just pulls it along pulls it along so you can work with uh, water in that way it will take all the negative energy right out taking a shower taking a bath hopping in a creek or the ocean um it's like you could do have a daily baptism as it were you don't have to be any religion to work with the fire spirits i already told you um you can work with candles you could take pictures of them and they'll reveal themselves to you. I have a really hilarious picture of my fireplace in Detroit where I took a picture and it looks like a hand flipping me off. It was perfect. I'm like, and I wrote a funny caption I put on Instagram. I said, Hey, it's like, even when your fire hates you and <laughs> cause I have kind of a sarcastic sense of humor sometimes. So it was really hilarious. I, I'm like, Oh my gosh. But I have, um, on my first episode ever of this podcast, I talked about jumping over the fire, fire as a cleansing element and working with it. And I've taken many, many pictures and I've seen, uh, what looks like little demons, what looks like little, um, dragons. I saw something look like a Phoenix. I've seen angels. Fire will take on many different shapes and forms and they communicate to you through that. In fact, I have to look up what the letter pay in Hebrew is because I just took a picture January 1st and a pay was really clear, a perfect pay. And I have seen yods. Yod is the open hand of God. That's another Hebrew letter. I studied Hebrew, so now when I see Hebrew letters that appear naturally in the clouds or in fire or in the bark of a tree, um, I know what it means. Hebrew is a very ancient language, as is Arabic and Aramaic, but I don't speak Aramaic. I don't know the letters. But I bet if you did, you would find it in nature as well, all the ancient languages. There's also, um, let's see, earth, air, fire, and water. I guess that's it. You know, honestly, you know, just standing in a wind will cleanse you. So working with uh, all the nature elements of, clean, you know, to clean you, your energy, 
is also it's good to work with water you can imbue it you can make holy water in your home um, if you add a little bit of rose essential oil and a little bit of salt from like the Himalaya mountains or the ocean depending and you put a little crystal in there and you just beam love and light into it in fact if you have a pitcher of water in your refrigerator write a word on it on a piece of paper and, and tape it to that picture if you want love in your life put love if you need uh, money put abundance or whatever word means more to you than those words you know don't take my word for it <laughs> use your own so um I think I've mentioned the oh oh water spirits the, the types of water spirits that there are sprites and undines and also in the, the mermaids in the ocean and the naiads are mermaids with little fairy wings but they also have a mermaid tail and they're really small and they're adorable I love naiads and they are in the um, rivers and as far as the tree spirits are called dryads. So if you want to call them kind of by name or the ancient names, that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, there's gnomes and elves for the rocks and the land and the, you know, the dirt and the grass. And then there's fairies, um, different fairies for different things. But there's gnomes and the hide out in flowers too also you know there's dragonflies that are dragonflies and there are dragonflies that are fairies and I've seen them I've seen them fly right by me and laugh and then they turn back into a dragonfly like they'll hide themselves but then they'll reveal themselves and sometimes if you have little creatures such as bunny rabbits or sometimes cats and the fairies don't normally like cats, but sometimes it depends on the cat. And little dogs like Welsh corgis are known as special um, <laughs> transportation vehicles of fairies. So the fairies will come and they will ride on the backs of little dogs, especially the Welsh corgis. So it's kind of hilarious and adorable. They use them like horses sometimes. So if you could train your eyes to see it, Take pictures. Uh, digital cameras are great. When you see orbs flying around you, that's spirits. It could be spirits of dead people or it could be actual fairies. So take a lot of pictures. Go out in nature. Tell them that you want to connect with them. Meditate. Send them love. And then start snapping those pictures and keep them. Because, you know, you might not see it today, but a year from now, you'll go back and go, Oh, my God, it's so obvious. They, they fashion little hats and little, um, you know, to look like us. Sometimes if you ask them, hey, why don't, can you dress like this and show them something? Sometimes they'll show. And if you have like smoke near a statue, sometimes they'll take on the form of the statue. And if you have a candle you that is lit, you can ask the um, angels questions and they will work with the salamanders and make the uh, flame go high. I've seen flames go four to five inches tall when the answer is yes. 
and it will it'll go back and forth if the answer is no or it'll stay small so but you have to set the ground rules first and say if you if it does this this means this and if it does that it means that i mean i've had huge black wisps of smoke come right out of a candle wick after i asked a, spe- a specific question and then when i asked the same question the same thing happened So you're going to learn more and more about working with these things the more you do it for you. I have asked the the fairy kingdom and the sylphs to work together to break down machinery so they wouldn't spray my neighborhood with the poisonous uh, anti-mosquito spray because when they had done that two years prior, the anti-mosquito spray... um, not only killed the mosquitoes, it killed all of the insects. And while on the surface that seems like a good thing, it just took away all of the food for the birds. And all the butterflies were gone and the bees were gone. And none of the food grew. And the trees started to die. And after they sprayed Paradise, California many, many times, the whole town now is gone because it burned. Cause there was nothing there. Like, you know, there were some animals there, but as far as it being an, a healthy ecological system, no, it was messed up by the mosquito sprayers. So on an elemental level, that's one thing that was going on there. I mean, there's other conspiracy theories, but I'm not, I don't want to get into that about why that happened. Um, but that's one thing that did that, you know, occurred. We need balance in nature and um, working with the fairies and the elements will actually help bring about um, a more a greater balance. So we have gone over 15 minutes over the, my normal time, but I think it's an interesting topic and maybe well worth looking into more down the line um, if more things come to me. But I hope you've enjoyed this talk, this conversation about the elemental spirits and how to work with them. And I hope you have a beautiful week. And right now I am signing off. (laughs) There's a word from our sponsor, the duck. Just kidding. (laughs) I am signing off now with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. See you later. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.